like a lot of people when they taste my food, like a lot of people don't give me no negative feedback. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for negativity right. so I can improve it. Right. But cause like I be thinking people just be telling me it's good just because it's me. Right. And I, I don't, I don't want that. Right. Like, I want, want somebody. Honest, want yeah. Honest, I want an honest yeah. opinion. Like don't just. Like, don't tell me it's good just because you know who I am. Right. Like, if you don't like it, tell me that right. so I can know where to improve at. Now, I already know what you're thinking. Where can I get the merch? I'm glad you asked. You can find it at toostubborntofail.com. That's toostubborntofail.com. All right. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Darren Perkins, and we got some heat in the building today. We got the owner of Roscoe's Grill, Ryan Jenkins. How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. How about you, man? Thanks oh, for having man, me, man. I'm great. Thanks for having I'm great. Me. I can't wait to, to dig into this, oh, some yeah. of this Roscoe's oh, Grill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but before we do that, um, tell the people where you're from. Man, what's up, y'all? Roscoe. Uh, well, my first name is Ryan Jenkins. Everybody called me Roscoe because of my business. Um, I'm from North, South Carolina. A lot of people never heard of it, but it's a little small, small town. Probably about on the outskirts of Orangeburg. Okay. Uh, we like right there in the middle. Ain't really a lot in North. We probably got one stoplight. Mm. Man, we don't even got no grocery store, dog. So, <laughs> would you say it's smaller than Union? Oh, absolutely. It's what? Definitely, definitely smaller than Union, man. Like I said, um... We got one stoplight. We got three convenience stores all on the same road. Damn, I didn't <laughs> like, think it could get smaller than you, man. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people always say, "Man, like, uh, ain't no way." But yeah, it's it's real small. Like I say, one stoplight. If you drive, if you drive through that stoplight, you might as well say you out you out of North already. Dang. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So, what was life like growing up there, man? Life, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my parents, they, they did a good job raising us and everything like that. But, you know, with small towns, it comes with small mindsets. Right. Right. So it wasn't wasn't really much that we could really do. Like, if you got a job, you probably had to drive to either Orangeburg or Columbia. Right. And that was like a 35, 45-minute drive mm-hmm. to Columbia. Orangeburg probably was like 15 to 20 minutes. So it wasn't really a lot of resources for us. So that's why I started getting into the habit of playing sports so mm-hmm. I could just stay after school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it really wasn't much to do. Like, um, it wasn't a lot in North. So I had to start occupying my time with, like, sports. I played baseball. I played basketball. I never really got into football, but mm-hmm. I would watch it. Right. So, But as far as playing it, I love baseball and basketball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so where did your love for cooking come from? Man, actually, it came from my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And she would always tell me, like, I would always cook, like, because mm-hmm. she wanted to eat dinner and stuff. And she was like, uh, you know, your food is, like, real good. You probably could start selling food one day. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was just trying to make right. me feel good, you know, because girlfriends got to make <laughs> yeah, you feel good, yeah. right? So I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. saying that because we, we dating and you got to try to massage my ego mm-hmm. or whatever like that. But the more I started doing it, the more I started falling in love with it because I used to work at a um, – a, a restaurant called Lizard Thicket, mm-hmm. like that good country food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was uh, I started off as a dishwasher, and, like, people would just keep leaving and stuff like that. And I actually worked with my uncle, and my uncle was like, instead of trying to find another replacement, like, just, let me just train my nephew. Mm-hmm. So he started training me on how to cook breakfast and everything like that. So I started getting good at it, 
And I think that's where the love came from because I would always wake up in the morning and cook breakfast all the time. Okay. So I think that's where the love came from, and I've just been doing it ever since. That's dope. I, I would assume that you've been cooking for a long time. Man, that, uh, really, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people think that, and I actually haven't. Like, I probably... I, I worked from I worked at Lizard Thicket from like 2012 to like maybe like uh, 18, mm-hmm. and then I just I just always had I took the skills with me like right. everything I used to everything I used to learn from uh, the restaurants I just took them with me and I just started just putting my own little flair on it. Okay. Yeah, but a lot of people a lot of people think I've been cooking for a long long time, Damn. but I really haven't. Like it's just. It just, I guess it just came natural to him. I guess this, this was my calling. Yeah. Right. That's dope. Right. That's dope. Right. So I know you, you spoke on, um, your wife being inspiration for making it into a business, but mm-hmm. what, uh, could you remember, like, what was your first introduction into entrepreneurship? Um, my first introduction, I would have to say, um, probably, uh, watching people on TV. Like mm-hmm. I, that, that was my first introduction. I was like, I always would see people on TV that just was out here hustling, like making money. So I just used to imagine like owning my own business one day. I never like been around people that actually had businesses because, mm-hmm. like I said, the town I came from, like not too many people had businesses. Right. They were just trained and conditioned to go to work and come home. So like I never really seen nobody being an entrepreneur until I started watching TV and mm-hmm. I would watch these shows. And like uh, one of them was like Shark Tank, right. and I would see people like inspiring entrepreneurs trying to pitch their ideas right. to people that got money and try to get an investment. So that's where I start getting the kind of feel like, hmm, maybe I should start start a business one day because it seems like that's where it's at. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So um, going back to the cooking aspect, mm-hmm. is it? It's it's not what people think. Um, could you kind of give us some tips on people who would want to turn, they think they can cook good enough to turn into a business? What's some tips for, you know, people who just want, they 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 got some buzz. People, mm-hmm. you know, just like you, yeah. your wife or friends telling them you need to go ahead and make that into business. What's some tips you have for you? Um, I would say to start off with like a little small tasting, mm-hmm. like get some family, like get some family and friends together. Cause that's what I did. Like before I even ventured out and to say I was gonna start a business, like I knew my wife had my support, but I wanted to see what other people right. thought first before I started to sell my product because I ain't wanted to put in that bad out, right? Mm-hmm. So I would tell them to like start with a, a tasting, like get something, like go with something that you're familiar with cooking, like you know this, like your go-to meal, like whatever your go-to meal is. That what I would um taste it for get like some friends family couple of people over serve it to them and just get their thoughts on it and if they say it's a go then i would just say start with like local sales like just pass out a flyer and say hey i'm just uh want a fundraiser to fund my business and could you uh buy a plate from me so like just start with like just small like plate sales just start selling um to get people's feedback because that's right. basically what you really want. Right. Like and like I said, get a go-to meal that you, for sure, like people have been telling you is good. Like just go with that first. I would okay. say go with a go-to meal that you got, and then just go from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in your journey um, so far, what would you say was some of the pitfalls along the way? Um, some of the pitfalls. Um, I don't think it. I don't see. Most people don't see it as a pitfall, but I see it as a pitfall because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people, when they taste my food, like, 
a lot of people don't give me no negative feedback. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for negativity right. so I can improve it. Right. But cause like I be thinking people just be telling me it's good just because it's me. Right. And I, I don't, I don't want that. Right. Like, I want, want somebody. Honest, want yeah. Honest, I want an honest yeah. opinion. Like don't just. Like, don't tell me it's good just because you know who I am. Right. Like, if you don't like it, tell me that right. so I can know where to improve at. See, a lot of people, when they get my food, they be like, oh, man, this is so delicious. This is so delicious. So I think one of my pitfalls, like, I never had nobody told me that my food was bad. Yeah. So I think that I need that so I can learn how to improve. Because, like, if people are always telling me my food is good, like, I can't improve on improve on anything. So I think that's one of my pitfalls. Like, since I've been cooking, like, nobody has ever gave me their honest opinion, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like they tell me it's good just because of who I am. But I be want to I be wanting to say, like, man, just give me your honest like if you don't like yeah. it, tell me you don't like it. Like you're not gonna hurt my feelings right. or anything like right. that. I just wanna know where I, I need to improve my, my oh, skills man. at. Hey, yeah. That's a good problem to have, bro. <laughs> For real. For no nobody ever had no complaints. Man, man, since since I since I've been cooking and selling my food, I can't remember one person coming to me and saying like, man, I like this was bad. Like I, I, I need a refund. Like I ain't had nobody. Like I done been doing caterings, everything. Every time I asked the customer or the client, I was like, did you like everything? Was it something like, was it seasoning off anything like that? Everybody always tell me everything good. So I just, I just, I'm just looking for, not saying I'm searching for, right. I just want somebody to be honest and be like, nah, the, that macaroni went. That macaroni ain't taste like macaroni. Yeah. That, but no. Since I've been cooking, man, nobody ain't told me that yet. Man. So, in everything that you've done, is there any event um, that that stuck out to you? Like you really just enjoyed working such and such event. Um, probably the events that I do with my business team. Um, every time, like we have like a major event. I always, I always cook for it, and I just, I, I just get such gratification. Like when I just sit back and observe the room and just watch everybody taste everything and seeing mm-hmm. people facial expressions and like everything like that. So it's, um, I think our business events when I cook for those, I think that that gives me the most gratifying feeling. And then because you know we have so many people that come and travel from different states and they like it'd be their first time actually like tasting my food yeah so to watch them taste it and to see their facial expression and be like oh my god right this was so good oh, man. so like i think that's that's the biggest thing that i get from cooking like people just like just watching their expressions like when they taste something and it's like you know when you taste something good yeah. and they just have your taste buds yeah. just like going through the roof you be like man this is so good i gotta go back so i think i just love watching people that and seeing their reaction on how they when they taste my food Oh man, that's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. So, what would you say is next for Roscoe's Grill? What's the next step? Man, the next step for Roscoe's Grill is um, I'm getting me a food trailer. So that's mm-hmm. gonna, so that's gonna be that's that's gonna be my next that's that's my next step that I I want to conquer. Like I've mastered like doing like play sales and everything like that. Now I think I I want to take it up a notch, and so I can like get my food like further out like. Not in just South Carolina, like I want to mm-hmm. take it to like these food truck festivals, and, like drag scripts and like car races and everything. That's so, cool. so that's so that's my next endeavor. Um, I already been contacted. I'm already uh, put a down payment on um, a food trailer. So I went through this company in Orlando, Florida, and they basically like build trailers like from the ground right. up. 
So um, it's called One Fat Frog. So shout out to One Fat Frog. Okay. And they um they in the pro we in the process of doing all the paperwork and everything like that. So um, when I get that off the ground, man, that's I think that's really gonna be dope because I get to travel and set up and be in like different areas and then really get my name out there so people mm -hmm. can really know who Roscoe is. Okay. So as as somebody who cooks a lot, mm -hmm. um, you got to be some sort of foodie. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What would you say is uh, who got the best food city wise? City wise, man, I've been to so many different cities, and I, man, I, I just love food. That's what, that's another reason why mm -hmm. I like to travel. Um, I would say it's a place we went to San Diego, mm -hmm. and they got a setup like it's called Little Italy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a whole like little atmosphere, like a little community. And it actually feels like you're in Italy. Like when you go down there, they got these big water, they got these water fountains, they got the Italy flag, the Italian flags, everything flying. And it was this restaurant, I think it was called Nona's. Mm. Like, and they had um, this braised short rib mm. over some mashed potatoes. Man, when I tell you, like, that was the best food, like, hands down, I <laughs> really? ever tasted. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, California. It's called uh, it's called Little Italy. It's, like, real popular. Mm -hmm. Like, m like if you go to San Diego and ask somebody about it, they'll point you in that direction. I would say there and probably Houston when I went to the turkey leg. But, oh, I've heard of them. Man, I've heard man, of them. man, if you ever go to Houston, definitely, definitely go to the turkey leg hut, man. They got these massive turkey legs. And they basically stuff it with everything. They like stuff it with dirty rice, shrimp alfredo, chicken alfredo, like crawfish, like crab. Man, they they man, it's out the wazoo. But you definitely gotta go early because mm -hmm. the line be wrapped around the building. Mm -hmm. It is that popular in Houston. Yeah, like literally, like around the building, around the corner. Like it, 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 it's it gotta be, be good. Yeah, they be thick, thick. So you definitely <laughs> got you. You almost gotta go like as soon as they open. Like as soon as they open the door, like you got to be waiting in line. Mm -hmm. Like as if you're trying to go late on. Like if you don't got no reservation, you probably gonna be out the next day because it's it it be that thick. It be Man. thick, thick. Yeah. So when you when you doing your traveling mm -hmm. um, and you do taste something like that good, is it anything? Has it been anything that you tried and be like, oh? I gotta, I gotta make this. I gotta make this part of the business. Um, not really. Like I, when I, when I travel, I, I, I observe like the restaurants, mm -hmm. like because most of the restaurants you can't really see the cooks. Right. So, um, I observe the restaurant and how they vibing. Mm -hmm. And but it, I think it was, um, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but they had this, uh. They had this stuff. Uh, they had this stuff, uh, not stuffed mac and cheese, but it was a mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. But and they had like different type of stuff in, and I was like, that, "Hey, that was pretty dope." And I, matter of fact, it was uh, a restaurant in uh, Sumter, mm -hmm. and they had fried mac and cheese. Oh. And I was like, "Dang, how did they fry mac and cheese?" Yeah. So I, I guess it it came out like in a little ball. Mm -hmm. So I guess they like rolled it up in breadcrumbs right. or whatever, but it was perfect. I was like, man, I gotta try that. Like fried mac and cheese. Oh, I was like, and, and they right, and I was like, a lot of people probably ain't never had that. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was probably one. It was yeah, it was in Sumter. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but yeah, they had fried mac and cheese on their menu, and I was like, man, let me try that. And it was actually a hit, and I was like, oh, man. man. Like I wanted to go back there and ask them like how they yeah, fried their mac yeah. and cheese. So, but I'm assuming because it had a, it, it was like nice and brown. So I 
I already know they like put it in breadcrumbs right. and then deep fried it. Right. But I want to know how they like got it to hold together, in, like when they fried it. So yeah, okay. probably uh, fried mac and cheese probably be the one I'll try. That's gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your best, the best part of being an entrepreneur so far? Man, probably the best part, man, is just the freedom, mm-hmm. like the freedom aspect of it. And knowing that you can do things on your own time, like right. you don't gotta like rush to do anything because it's on your time. Like whenever you, like whenever I want to, like do a plate sale or just do anything, like I got the freedom to just take my time and do it. Like I don't have to rush, like and stuff like that. But I would say the freedom is probably the best part, and actually just being able to be with my kids and have yeah. them with me. So that's probably the best part is that freedom that you get. And you don't got to have that anxiety of like being to work on time. Like, you know how people get that anxiety of like, yeah. oh man, I'm late. Right. And now they got to rush out the house and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't got to worry about rushing because you're on your own clock. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, speaking of the kids, um, what do you have any plan for how you want to introduce entrepreneurship to the kids? Man, to be honest, I think, like, my kids are so smart, man. My son is four, my daughter is three. And, like, just watching them and observing, like, they, I think they already done figured that, figured out that we're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I don't even have to introduce it to them. Like, because they already, they be in the kitchen with me. Mm-hmm. Daddy, you about to cook. Daddy, let me do this. So, like, they already see the vibes. And when they're around their mom, they already know their mom be out here hustling. Mm-hmm. And they just be like, mama. My 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 son always asked me all the time, be like, Daddy, mama going mama gotta go to work. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, she got to go to work. Mm-hmm. She got to go help some people. Mm-hmm. So I think they already done picked up on it mm-hmm. because like we are around so much. So right. I so I already know they done picked up on it. But when I to introduce it to them, I'm probably gonna let them like travel with me on the food truck just to see what I really do. Like once they get older, mm-hmm. and I think they'll be equipped. They they fit right in because they be trying to cook all the time anyway. Okay. When I'm in the kitchen, it's gonna be part of yeah, this. yeah, right. They just gonna fit right in. Okay, yeah. All right, this has been a real dope interview, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. Hey, of course. Um, but what I like to wrap it up with um is a two step in the film moment. So mm-hmm. a time that against all odds you were able to overcome adversity is it one time that sticks out to you like that man i think it was when uh me and my wife we had experienced a house fire mm-hmm. and we just were like just sitting in the hotel because the people the, the red cross company they had put us in a hotel and we were just trying to figure out like what we're going to do now mm-hmm. and that's when actually that's when roscoe's grill was like birthday really? like because we were sitting in the hotel and we was like man we got to get some more income like we got to figure out like what we got to do because yeah. like that was like a, a low moment for us because we had just moved into the house and like a couple of months later it caught on fire mm-hmm. so that's where that's when it came up my wife was like it's go time we need this income screen like we about to start we about to start selling these plates okay and she was like well what are we gonna do i was like well we're just gonna sell these plates she was like, well, what are we going to call it? And I was like, we're going to call it Roscoe's Grill. Okay. That's dope. I yeah. see how that came full yeah. circle. That yeah. was dope. Yeah. But it actually came, like, um, when I went to college, I went to Spartanburg Methodist. Mm-hmm. And um, you remember the movie, Welcome Home, Roscoe's Yeah, Naked? yeah. So that's when a couple, of, a couple of my friends of mine was like, because my last name Jenkins, and mm-hmm. they were like, man, 
know what? We're going to call you Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> and, so, and so when me and my wife were sitting down, she was like, well, what are we going to call the business? And I was like, let's call it Roscoe's. And she was like, mm, that's it's all right. And then I'm 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 good at the grill, mm-hmm. cooking on the grill. And I was like, well, let's call it Roscoe's Grill. Mm-hmm. And then boom, there you have it, Roscoe's Grill. Oh, man, that is dope. Yeah. So, uh, before we get out of here, mm-hmm. I know cooking is one thing, but it's also an art to grill. Everybody can't do that. Right. Right. What right. What's some What's some grill tips that everybody should know before they get on that grill? Um, grill tips like you definitely got to have your your charcoal at a certain temperature. Mm-hmm. Like so that's that's number one, and number two, don't put aluminum foil on your rack. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think. Aluminum foil is going to help it not stick, mm-hmm. but I don't use aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I get my charcoal nice and hot, I put my rack back on and I take an onion. Just mm-hmm. take a half an onion and just scrape it all across the grill. Mm-hmm. Onion, onion. And another tip too, like I, I when, once my charcoal is nice and hot, I'll take another onion and I'll chop it up and I'll throw it in my charcoal. And I give it like an extra flavor. Like you can smell it. You can smell the aroma. Like like somebody can know you cooking on the grill from a mile away. Yeah. Like you drop them onions in there, man. It's just gonna be like man in the like, charcoal. In the charcoal. And like people gonna already think you got meat on the grill just from that aroma. And then once you once you sit your rack on the grill, just take the other half of the onion mm-hmm. and just rub it across. Like get some like some oven mitts or mm-hmm. something and just rub the onion all across your grill, all across your. And grill. What does that do? It, it's, it helps it for not sticking. Because a lot of people okay. like to wrap their, their racks in aluminum right. foil and think that's going to help it not stick. But that is definitely going to tear your meat up. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another tip um, I got for you, like get um, like a small squeeze bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I do. But I'm going to give you all my little secret. So like most char- so most charcoal, like it, once, once you open up your grill, it, the, the wind causes it to catch a fire. Right. A lot of people normally take water and try to throw on it. I don't mm-hmm. use water. Mm-hmm. I, I make my like my own concoction. So I take like some water, vinegar, barbecue sauce, any type of seasons that you got. Just put oh, it just man. put it all in the bottle. Give it a good shake. Yeah. And like once you see that fire, just start squirting it all over your meat. And now your meat has extra flavor. And not you're not watering. <laughs> you're not watering. You're, you're not watering. You're, you're not. Take the water kind of takes the seasoning off it. Yeah. But if you make your own concoction and you just squeeze and you just shoot that on there, yeah. the flame gonna go out and your meat gonna have extra flavor. Man, you gonna have me getting on the grill tonight. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> That's dope. absolutely. Just get you a squeeze. Like I said, just get you any kind of squeeze bottle, water, some vinegar, whatever barbecue sauce you like to use, whatever your favorite barbecue sauce, any type of seasonings. Put that all together. Give it a good shake and mm-hmm. then boom, you're good to go. Oh man, right. hey, I'm gonna have to run this back. Mm, hey, right. right, hey man, right. this has been a dope interview. Um, yeah, but where can the people find you? Man, the people can find me on all social media platforms: uh, Roscoe's Grill LLC on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all that. Roscoe's Grill LLC. Well, there you have it, folks. This has been another dope episode of the Two Step in the Fail podcast. I'm your host, Darren Perkins, and tonight we had Ryan Jenkins in the building. Shout out to y'all, man. Peace. Peace. Two stuff in the field, man. And definitely subscribe to my guy's YouTube. He's definitely awesome and amazing. And y'all will hear more from Roscoe's Grill. We out.